Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Hashtag Behind Relationship Goals. That's Bonizi. And that's Fofo. And as you can see, we stuck to a newer setup where mm -hmm. our hands are free. We have no microphone in hand. You guys said you liked it a bit better. Yeah, so hopefully it's a nice setup for you guys. And I'm sure that you also noticed and we got some comments that yes, we didn't have a podcast last week and we're sorry about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that some other time. But right now, the topic for today's podcast is all about... Because if you notice from our social media, Bonizi and I went on vacation a couple of weeks ago and people have been asking where it was. It's time to finally announce we went to Boracay. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. But you know what? That's not the point. All of us have always known that Boracay has always been beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I think right now the question is, first and foremost, is... Why the heck did you even go on a vacation, Bonizi and Fofo? It's 2020. There's a pandemic. Why would we go on vacation? So we're going to break this down. And then, of course, we're going to break down the experience of that vacation and then what we did during our time there. Okay. So first things first is this whole idea came from this guy over here. Yes. Fofo saw an ad somewhere and he got excited and he was like, Bonizi, we have to go here. Nabudol ako no. ng online marketing. In fairness, gumana yung ad sa'yo ha? Galing talaga ng online marketing. And I know it. I know when I see an ad and I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. This is working on me right now. Okay? And the particular part of the ad that worked was the numbers. Mm -hmm. Because there was such a huge discount. And from what I saw online, there's anywhere from a 50 to even an 80 to 90% discount on hotel rates and flight rates to and from Boracay. There was even a hotel na super nice on Station 1 that I keep seeing the ad, up to 70% off. Yeah, so that was the first thing that piqued our interest. Yeah. And the second thing was, we had to think long and hard and discuss, is it okay? Can we take a vacation or go out of Metro Manila right now? Yeah, because I remember like months ago, I would see my friends from other countries and even chat with them. They're like, yeah, we're going to Miami. We're gonna like party and we're gonna like go to the beach and like hotel and stuff like that i'm like girl what are you saying like what are you doing so definitely a couple of months ago it was definitely a hard no if like even though rules were in place and fofo said let's go on vacation i would say fofo we are staying at home i'd like to share why what went through my mind i shared this with you though yeah um so for me this pandemic, I think we've finally come to terms with how it's going to end. And mm -hmm. it's not going to end anytime soon. There is a vaccine coming. Yes. But even in the best case scenario, you have to if you want to distribute the vaccine to billions of people, that doesn't happen in a couple of weeks. Yeah. That doesn't even happen in a couple of months. I don't even think we've distributed enough burgers or <laughs> soda bottles to the whole population of the world ever. Laluna, an expensive and hard to deliver yeah. vaccine or medicine, right? So it will take a while and probably it will take the whole of 2021 and maybe a spillover to really get this under control. So that made me realize that life has to go on for everyone. But I mean, the big question here is how do you even continue on with life? 
during a pandemic because of course one thing that we want is we want to help out you know the locals and the businesses but how do we do that yeah so tourism here in the philippines took a hard hit and bonizi and i we told ourselves that we would try to help them out in any way that we can and we thought that maybe sharing our own experience traveling even if we are one of the first to travel yeah. <laughs> i think that would be nice and Thus, we are making this podcast for you guys to share that exact experience. And I, I really hope that with this podcast, um, it really piques your interest and mapag-isipan nyo if traveling during these times is something that would be in your interest. I mean, of course, you have to take a lot of things into place. It's not just, we're not just here saying like, yeah, it's safe to tra safer to travel now, go ahead and do it. Of course, you do you, do whatever safety protocols you need to do and really discuss with the people that you love the most okay so aside from journalism which is recording our experiences <laughs> and the second part which is helping out local tourism the third one is timing because this was the very first time I think uh, tourism for locals here in the Philippines started to be allowed maybe like end of October ba, from what I remember correctly end of October or October siya nag-open yeah so with that I think timing was also very important. I think we were very aware that people were going mm -hmm. to be medyo ilang. So they were going to be very hesitant to book. So medyo we knew ilang. or we had a feeling that there weren't going to be a lot of people yet. And we also knew and saw that prices were going to be bagsak. Actually, when we looked at prices right then and there, the prices were so low. Mm -hmm. But anyways, moving along to why we decided to travel. One of the things that I told Fofo on why I'm saying yes to this or why I said yes was because I just wanted to get outside of this box. Let's be honest, a lot of people are feeling this out there. If you're feeling the cabin fever, I think I already felt it like during like the past couple of months. I was like, wow, I need to get out of this box. I need to like see the sand and I need to see the water. I just need to see something different. <laughs> Bonizio is feeling revenge travel. Revenge. <laughs> Have you seen that online? No, what's that? No, because supposedly now the traveling is a bit more open for everybody. May sinasabi silang revenge travel na talagang gigil na gigil silang bumiyahe. Revenge travel, ah, ah, ah. So, I don't have that. I mean, you guys know me. I can be stuck in a... A bubble. In a bubble for a really long time and I'll be fine. But I didn't know that Bonizi apparently was having revenge travel feelings already. Or we can of course we just, fever. Of course, we just call it that. We're just putting a name and label to it. But uh, Bonizi just wanted to get out of the house. Yeah. And that's okay. It's okay for everyone else to feel that way. It's valid. Valid yung feelings natin. Mm -hmm. Okay, so with that, uh, we've shared why we finally decided to travel. I think the second part now is how we did it. Ooh, very interesting. Uh, when we did our research, the first thing that we did was we checked out how safe is it really to go to Barakay because safety is definitely our number one priority. When it came to work, it was always safety first. And when we're traveling to places outside our homes, it can be scary. And of course, even though you're so safe, Shepherd, you can't you know, control. account or control other people's actions and you don't know where other people came from. So you just want to be super duper 
sure about all these things. So we checked the LGU of Aklan and it was really cool because they were actually pretty strict about their protocols. Yeah, so FYI, apparently the Philippines, from my understanding, we have our rules in terms of traveling between regions mm -hmm. and cities and provinces, but at an LGU level, they also have their own rules that they have to implement. So if you have any uh, intentions of traveling as well, it's important to know what the rules of the place that you are going to are because they all differ like some provinces will still require a mandatory 14-day quarantine yeah. others require rapid tests other require pcr tests and others only allow residents of that city some will allow domestic travelers mm -hmm. some i say no in and out talaga. Oh, oh my age limit sometimes babies can't go in mm -hmm. or out or kids mm -hmm. can't go in and out so it's very important to make sure and double check it's always nice maybe if you have a friend in that province that you're going to just to make sure because you know sometimes information can kind of go haywire when it's yeah. passed on from person to person so definitely when we checked out the website i think it was touristbaracay.com uh -huh. correct me if i'm wrong but you it was really cool because it may option if you were a local or if you were a domestic traveler. And there were just a couple of requirements that you had to have. Uh, you had to have your booking for your flight in your hotel. You needed to have proof of identification. And I think there was another one and a PCR test. You needed to have a negative PCR test. Yeah, and you needed to have that, what, three days before or seven days before? Mm. I think it was three days. But uh, the, the test, the negative PCR test has to be parang maximum three days oh, before okay. your so flight. Three days before your flight. Before your flight. So we left on the 21st and we had our test on the 18th. Yeah. So those were some of the requirements that we had. We'll talk about the safety protocols in Boracay a bit mm -hmm. later on. But now let's move on to the money part. Ooh. Okay, so like I said, maybe around 50 to 80% discount on the flight and the hotel. So our flight was around 2,500 pesos round trip. And I remember specifically. Base fee. Yeah. Base fee. But I remember specifically that it was around 10 to 12,000 pesos the last time we went there for the wedding of my cousin. Yeah. This was pre pandemic. And you know what? Even There were even times before that I remember now a one way ticket from either Barakai or whichever would be like 10k already. Yeah. So peak season, peak season ayan. So a huge discount. And then when it came to the hotels, not only was there a discount on the actual rate, but some of the hotels would give even more benefits, mm -mm. like a dining credit or a spa credit. Yeah. So you can use that daily. We had the 1,200 peso dining credit. So we didn't have to spend that much anymore every day. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because Fofo and I, although we eat a lot in one go, apparently we don't eat as many meals. Yeah. So it was actually pretty sulit for us. Yeah, so in one day, we would only spend just a bit over the dining credit. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So that so was very nice. Mm -hmm, but now the question is, sulit ba talaga? Because how much is a PCR test? Now the Ooh. PCR test that we got, let's be honest, it was 6,500 pesos. Yes. But we found out later on that there are actually cheaper ones. Um. So there are some like based on like if it's from the lab itself or if it's from third party i think they can go as low as four thousand pesos based on parang asking friends that have done yeah these and tests. i think uh correct me if i'm wrong i think i read a news article when we got back home that pcr tests should be no higher than five thousand pesos oh i read okay. something about okay. that which is nice that they put a cap on it but i'm not sure correct me if i'm wrong in the comment section 
Yeah, because there have been tests out there na parang 8,000, 8,500, and it just seems a bit pricey. But of course, like people have their reasons for marking it for this amount of money. Yeah. Okay, so now the question is, sulit nga ba talaga? Now, the PCR test, which was in our case 6,500 pesos, Each. would be more sulit if we could amortize it over a longer period of vacation. Mm -hmm. So, kung wari, your vacation was only three days, you're spending upwards of 2,000 pesos. Yun yung worth. But because we stayed for seven, eight days, naging less than 1,000 pesos ang PCR test namin yeah. per day. Yeah, so if we stayed longer pa, masulit pa talaga siya. Yeah, but that also meant that you would have to pay more for the hotel yes. and for your food. So you have to take all that into consideration. But just in terms of PCR test, the longer your stay is, syempre, the longer you can amortize or divide that PCR test cost. I think just a little fun um, finance fact is that Fofo and I like comparing different price ranges for different situations. So we actually tried to like add up, parang ano ba talaga yung masulit? Ilang araw yung masulit sa atin? Yeah, so we tried to find a healthy balance of length and uh, expenses for this trip, mm -hmm. but there's another X factor, the most important reason when considering price when it comes to this vacation, but we'll talk about that a bit later. Also, uh, just a reminder that if you guys plan on going to Burahai or anywhere else that requires a PCR test, make sure that you're getting it from a licensed laboratory because if it's not, syempre, you don't know how true your results are and baka hindi ka papasukan dun sa area na kailangan. Now, before we move on, maybe two stories that I'd like to share super quick. The first one is when we got to Boracay, people kept telling us na, uy, swerte, nakapasok kami because we had all the requirements. Apparently, uh, Aklan really does turn people away. Yeah. Doesn't matter if they're residents, Even when if they're, they're foreigners, the, if they're from Metro Manila, they will turn you away if you are not prepared. So please always make sure you have those requirements. And they will turn you away at the airport. And we remember when we asked um, one of the people from the airline that we booked with, they said na kawawa daw yung mga nagbubook ng flight. And then they don't have all the requirements because they'll have to rebook once they get all the requirements. Mm -hmm. na. But that was actually a nice story to hear because at least my integrity and safety protocols natin. Mm -mm. Okay lang na may maturn back, pero at least nasusundan yung safety protocols. Because uh -oh. at the end of the day, it's to keep, it's for the benefit of everybody traveling and everybody in the Philippines. Now with that, we get to the experience in Boracay. Bonizi, how was, in general, how was your Boracay experience? It felt like Boracay when I visited in the 90s. I with agree. my family. Uh, I remember it was 1998 and we were visiting Antique because my mom is from there and they took us to Boracay. And at that time, there weren't any big infrastructures. It was really just mga bahay kubo and there was a shake shop. And although there are buildings now, like the atmosphere felt exactly like that. Yeah, so I also agree. I went to Boracay back in 1999 and whenever we would go out, so we went out to Long Beach uh, almost every day, um, not almost every day, most of the time. Mm. And there was only one day where we saw a lot of people. Every other day, it was like Bonizi and I owned the island. Yeah, yun lang. Tapos parang there were some locals, um, there were some guys there trying to like sell their activities business. Which was surprising. I'm amazed that there were still people doing that considering na 
kami lang talaga yun nandun. So hey, I mean, ako I really admire that they're out there even though wala pang masyadong tao because yeah. if you get one customer, kita na yun para sa True. Actually, I do have stories about that. So I'll say that a bit later on because I was able to talk to some of the locals. But the first thing I actually did when I got to our resort was I asked what was open along station 1, 2, and 3. And they showed me a photo and literally it was like a handful, maybe like 15 to 20 establishments lang. Siguro mga 20, 20 yeah. something. But in terms of restos, maybe just a handful. Yeah. 20 establishments including some of the resorts and some of the shops and groceries. But in terms of restaurants, konting konti lang talaga. We mm -hmm. even went through the mall and I had some photos of this. I'll have a vlog about it as well. You have an Instagram post about this. Yeah. Most, I'd say 80% to 90% of the stores inside the mall was closed. And Her, talagang, it was sad because yeah. what used to be, you know... A lively mar like mall and market, just it felt like it was 5 o'clock in the morning yeah. walking past the mall at 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, and it's true, it's going to Because you're by the beach, it's very, it's very hum humid, it's exposed to the elements. And not even just the mall, but if you walk through station 1, 2, and 3, you see a lot of shops that have closed down and you realize, and when you look at it, oh my god, they're not going to Yeah. There, there was that feeling when you saw some shops and honestly, it was really, really sad. And I mean, yes, it's sad, but it's also, I guess, motivation for all of us to kind of help one another. Yeah, yeah. And just support in any way that we can. I mean, sometimes it's not just about the cash. Of course, that is important. Mm. But sharing the experience and sharing that it is possible to travel and just trying to get the industry, the tourism industry, even just for Filipinos, back on its feet. So during, during one of our trips to the main island, i sorry, Long Beach ma? Yeah, the main beach. So during one of our trips to the main beach, so we're outside of the hotel na, one of the things that we notice is that one, walang tao, pero people start coming out when the sun, when the sun starts to set. Oh, oh, because of the beautiful sunset in yeah. Boracay. So the first few days, kasi Bonizi and I would go out in the morning or during lunchtime, mm -hmm. so mga 11 to 2 p.m. And those were the times na literally There's no walang tao. There's yeah. might, there might be like one kid running around <laughs> and that's it. But it was an amazing feeling and we kind of just you know, basked in that unique experience. Because yeah. how many more times in our lives are we going to experience Boracay in that way? Yeah. So it was also raining a lot. So that also added to why people weren't there. But for me and Bones, you're like, oh, we don't care. This is fun. <laughs> and I always found it a bit magical when it rains in the beach. More pa in a beach as beautiful as Boracay. Oh. So that was always a nice experience for me. Another addition is no nightlife. Voila, zero. zero like life. the nightlife places that you would see were just restaurants now. Yeah. And there were a couple of bars open, but they were open during the day. Mm -hmm. I doubt they were open at night because right after sunset, when it gets dark, halos wala nang tao. Yeah. People start going inside, going back to the resort. So may mga tao naman. I even heard of a resort because their prices were super bagsak presyo na they were actually hit around 50% occupancy. Oh wow. But I guess people were still very hesitant lang to kind of uh, Join in one group together. Yeah, but that brings me to the new safety protocols. 
in the island mismo. Mm -hmm. So you have to pass through the checkpoints to get to the island, but in the island, my safety protocol shin. One thing that I loved about uh, the Aklan local government was that they required you send all the requirements earlier. And we didn't get to mention that once you have all the requirements, they actually send you a QR code that you will use to get into the island. So you cannot get on the boat from Katiklan to Boracay if you do not have this. The second thing is while you are on the beach, you will get contact traced. So meaning uh, the lifeguard will come up to you and ask you to sign and they might ask to see your QR code. Mm -hmm. And I know from personal experience that sometimes it is a hassle. It feels, it feels like a hassle to keep on signing up. But do it anyway. I still do it simply because kumachempohan ka na you are connected to someone yeah. who gets COVID. It will be important. Those contact tracing documents and those things that you sign will be important to let you know that hey, you are in touch with someone. You should quarantine. Ito talaga yung mga bagay na hindi ka dapat tatamad tamad. Yeah, yeah. Even though it can feel that way after you keep on doing it repetitively, I think these are some of the habits that we need to be able to shift and just accept for, I guess, the rest of this pandemic. Ooh, one thing that I also really liked about the new like Boracay system. I don't know if this was something that they put in place before, but they had lifeguards all around the beach and there were only certain areas where you could swim in and they had flags that they would put up if it was safe to swim or not and there was only a certain area that you could you know, just waddle in the water para at least nandun yung lifeguard. <laughs> yeah, so you could only swim in between the two flags and we were outside the of the flag. Yeah, we didn't know that. We didn't know that. So I, I think the next step would be how do you disseminate this information properly to everybody going in? Yeah. Because we never saw that. So we were trying to be very responsible. So when we started swimming, apparently we were swimming outside of the flag. Uh -oh. So the lifeguard went up to us, tried to call us back in and said, Sir, please move in between the, the two flags. flags and then swim there para mabantayan ka namin. Mm -hmm. Sabi ko, ah, okay, sorry, sorry. So, okay na naman. They weren't so strict to the point na, ah, okay, nagkamali ka, penalty ka kagad. Uh -oh. They really told us na parang, please move on, it's for your safety. Yeah. Because we honestly didn't know. It was an honest mistake. So, it's an adjustment period for everyone. I think anywhere naman, especially kung paiba-iba yung rules ng LGU, that adjustment period will be there. And it's nice mm -hmm. that you know, um, we all kind of understand one another coming from the tourist side and from the enforcement side. Of course, there were a lot of things that we loved about Boracay. I mean, I remember going to Boracay at such a young age, being able to enjoy the nightlife when we were in our younger 20s. And it was just such an amazing experience that each time in our lives, we got to experience a different kind of Boracay. True. What was one thing that you loved about our trip? Just being by the beach, I mean, I've always appreciated the beauty of that island. Mm -hmm. So just waking up in the morning or even going back to sleep, hearing the waves. The waves. For me, it was those little things that I really appreciated and that I just wanted to take in. I think, you know, given 2020 and that's all, all its challenges, it really puts you in a mindset to kind of like stop and take in the moment. So was... I did that a lot. Yeah, it was so nice just being on the beach and even if we had moments where we were just like alone and by ourselves, na kahit na may mga tao sa paligid, we got to enjoy Boracay for what it was. And of course, another thing that we loved is we finally got our first massage of 2020. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't even begin to explain how 
I felt when like the ba when they when they start a massage, they apparently stretch, light stretch your back. It felt like the most amazing thing in the world because although I can give Fofo a massage like on the shoulders, iba parin when it's a professional giving you a massage. Every second of that massage felt Heavenly. I didn't sleep. I really tried Heavenly. my best not to sleep. Grave, grave. As in, talaga ang bawat pindot. Parang wala pa nga yung kamay dun sa katawan ko na sarapan na. It was ako just eh. like hanging from the air, and you're just so, like, ah. Sobrang sulat. You know what? In fairness, it kind of makes a case for me to really spread out massages a bit more. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if massages feel that good for not having it for ten months, I'm like. Because sometimes if you have massages like once a month or once every two weeks, means na dull yung experience. Eh. Yeah, and we would get massages frequently, especially pag mahilig kami mag gym or yeah. sunod sunod yung pag gym namin. Para at least diba, para we have like a healthy flow of our blood while we're like doing our gains. Yeah, and actually connected to that massage experience, uh, we were able to hit the gym. So the hotel that we mm, went to yeah. had a gym, and out of the seven days, I think I gymed six days. Out of, seven. Out of seven. I was so proud of myself, yeah. and because we had to pay for every meal, syempre hindi kami nagluluto masyado, uh, nagtitipid kami. So dahil nagtitipid kami, nakapag-diet ako. So nakakapag-gym na nga ako, nakakapag-diet pa. As in, I, could, I saw myself slim down over the seven days that I was Fofo, there. Fofo, ako din. Like at the beginning, Fofo actually has a picture of me where I'm laying down in my swimsuit and we're just like, guys, just let me say this. I was so pudgy in that photo, but I'm not gonna show you because it was really, it was bad. It was bad. It was a bad photo. It was a bad photo. Hindi Miss World 2013. But I noticed also that after our trip, I was like, wow, I don't have that bloat anymore. No, medyo, medyo lumipis yung salbabida ni Bones sa chanya. Kaya nakawanpis ako dun and before we get to the last part of this podcast, I want to talk about the stories that I have. Because mm. Bonizi and I, was a, we were able to talk to some of the locals. And we have some happy stories, we have some sad stories, and it's just something that I feel it's important for us to share. Bonizi, do you have any? Uh, what I remember, like one story that I had in mind was our masseuse. Okay. See, Barbara yata yung name. Okay, go, yeah. Or, but so we have... There was one night that we got a massage and we actually talked to the masseuse and we said, Oh, kamusta yung time mo dito sa Boracay? And she said that, yeah, I'm actually from Manila and I got stuck here during the quarantine. So she actually wasn't able to go home during like this whole like crazy time and she wasn't able to see her family and up until now she's been stuck in Boracay. But she was actually pretty happy about being able to be in a secluded island because she knew that she was safe and it was less risk for her to get sick. Of course, she's sad because she's not together with family. But like us, I guess, safety first, health first, above everything. Yeah, and at the same time, she also added her company. Uh -oh. So she was still given compensation, kahit papano. So she felt safe and she had compensation, pero yun lang she couldn't be with her family. Now, another story on a lighter note would mm -hmm. be uh, we met. I think we met a relative of Megan. <laughs> so on, uh, on our first, uh, as soon as we arrived in the island, we were being transported, and one of the drivers said, "Hey, kayo po si Ma Megan, di ba? Alam niyo po, magkamag-anak yata tayo." Yeah, because like apparently, like, siguro second cousin ng parents na yung second like 
grandparents ko or my mom or like Basta she knew talde someone. Siya, and Bonizi is a talde. Yeah, my mom. So it is highly possible that they actually really were related. Maybe we're cousins. Funny. Maybe we're cousins. Because your mom is from that area, right? Yeah, my mom is from Antique. Yeah, and her mom is the talde. So that was just interesting as soon as we arrived. <laughs> Uy, I met your cousin, Bonizi. Yeah. That was funny. Unexpectedly. Yeah, and another story. So I went to Bulabog Beach. Bonizi didn't come with me because I she had, had work. work. Uh, I went to Bulabog Beach. I took some photos. I vlogged a little bit, but at the same time, I met a lot of uh, the locals, oh, and I, I was able to I talk to this. them. I was able to talk to them. So the first one is I met a bunch of kids, mm. and they saw me with my camera, and it was like, "Oi, cool, yeah, YouTube, YouTube." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So usap kami, and apparently life was really hard in Boracay Aww. because there are, I guess, from my experience, two kinds of people in Boracay. One are the locals who actually really live yes. there. And two are the workers who you think live there, but actually, they go home outside of the island. Pa rin talaga. Ah, so balikan! Dapat, but some of them got stuck. Oh, and then they decided, okay, we have to live here for the time being. Okay. Now, the thing is, walang work. There was no, there was no economy in Boracay during the pandemic, yeah. especially during the height of the lockdowns. Yeah. So it got really rough for them. And to think that the semi-lockdown started earlier than the lockdown in March, because when we went there in February, like businesses were already like slowly going down yeah. because the Chinese nationals weren't going in and the Chinese nationals were a big source of income for yeah. Boracay. So it started very early for them and imagine months on an island where it was difficult to get goods in. Yeah. So I can imagine you prices. Imports, no? I, I, I imagine prices for food and basic necessities would have been really high. And a lot of them they earn from tourists. These are your these are the guys who build sandcastles. Yeah. And then you give them a tip. Um, their parents might be the ones uh, asking you to go on a parao or, or uh, on a banana boat. Yung mga bands that uh, that sing yeah. by the beach. So it was sad, and I was just listening to their stories and how they just had to look for a way to get by. Pero it was it definitely did not seem like it was an easy going time for them. Mm -mm. But they were happy. They did say that they were happy that they started seeing more people come in because. Even to the kids, uh, these were kids, these were like teenagers. Oh, okay. Even to them, they knew that that meant that their livelihood was going to pick up. Yeah, it was going to get better. Yeah, and then another one is I also talked to a couple of hotel employees who were cleaning up, they were chopping down the trees yeah. and the coconuts because they were coconuts so they were yeah. So they were cleaning up the trees. And they said, na, Oh, sir, andito lang kami. Binabayaran naman sila ng hotel, pero hindi pa sila bukas. Oh. So they were just maintaining that hotel. Maintenance lang. Oh, oh, oh. So I can just imagine how difficult it was for them to stay there or be stuck there. I'm sure some of them might have wanted to go home. Yeah. So that's just, uh, those are a couple of stories which, you know, made me realize the harder truths. And it also made me realize that, you know, somehow life has to go on, which means the economy has to start growing yeah. again. We have to restart again and I guess help one another out as much as tulungan, possible. Tulungan system yan. Like yeah. once tourists start going in, especially mga uh, domestic tourists. So we're domestic tourists, we're trying to figure yeah. out where we can go to help uh, the businesses strive in these different cities. 
Yeah, but with that, do you have any other stories, Bons? No more stories. Okay, with that, we go to the X-Factor reason why <laughs> we took this vacation. Bonizi, how many percent vo How many percent vacation was this trip? 30%! The other 70%? This was work. W-O-R-K, work. So, in 2020 and moving forward, that is how Bonizi and I roll during any trip moving forward. Out of the seven days, we were working every single day. Yeah, most of the time, I guess, from the moment that we woke up and after we had breakfast, we were already working. I think we would try to like cut it off at around 3 p.m. so yeah. that we could enjoy the sunset. But we made sure that we made this trip efficient. We were productive with, you know, our everyday routine. And we honestly, we had a lot of work to do. Yeah, so my vision or our vision for this trip that if we go here, it's a new uh, it's a new setting, it's a new environment, it's a change of scenery. Mm -hmm. We'll be able to produce more content here. We shot a podcast there. And at the same time, we were hoping that, you know, just traveling and having that adrenaline rush mm -hmm. go through us might motivate us even more to work harder, to work better, to get more new ideas. So that was one of the big reasons and the big agreements that Bonizia and I had. We're gonna take this trip, we're gonna enjoy it, but we're gonna use all that adrenaline and excitement to fuel even more work efficiency for us. Honestly, I don't think that I could have done seven days of just relaxing. I can't do that. No I, way. I would enjoy it maybe the first day and then I would get bored by the second day. Yeah, yeah. And I know that everybody has their own ways of relaxing. Some people like to completely let loose 100%. <laughs> talagang babad lang sa araw, not doing anything. But Bonizi and I were sharing our style. Mm -hmm. And for this one, we would wake up early, have a nice breakfast, yeah. maybe hit the gym, and then from... 8 a.m. all the way up to around 2, 3 p.m. we're working. We're inside, we don't see the beach at all. Yep. I think there was even one day where pagbaba natin sunset na, hinabul lang natin yeah, yung hinabul araw. Natin yung sunset. Hinabul lang namin. But for me, that I was... had to pull you out of the room, yeah. but I was like, Popo, let's go. The sun is gonna set. The sun is gonna set. Yeah, but for me, it was nice. It was a nice reward to be able to work. And after you work, you go down to a beautiful beach. So para sa akin, yun yung binabayaran natin eh, That reward at the end of the day. Yeah. And it made us very efficient. I think we got Bonizi and I got a lot of work done. Mm -hmm. And you can uh, you can wait for some of that content that we're going to produce and share with you guys. We probably already shared quite a couple of I know pictures and videos on our Instagram with those content. Yeah. So Bonizi, I think it's nice before we close this podcast to touch on that, that work vacation vibe. Okay. Because I think some people um, may disagree with that. I think we have a lot of some relatives who may disagree with that. No, but vacation talagang vacation separate lang. mo yung work and vacation. But like Bonizi said, sometimes you need to be able to assess yourself. Yeah. And you might be forcing a vacation down your own throat, pero yun pala, it's okay and might be better to balance it with a bit of work. Honestly, and I think with our line of work, kasi, since it's, you know, it's kind of like freelance style, especially yeah. if we're not taping, like what we do online is like freelance style. When it's there, then it's there. And during that week, we had thankfully a lot of work poured in for us. And we weren't going to be like, um, we're going to delay our shooting because we have a vacation. Krabi na kaya yun sa agencies, chakasun sa brand na sa atin. So we were like, okay. 
we'll, we'll do everything that we need to do and we're so lucky that we can be in a beautiful resort by the beach and we can shoot everything there. Oh, oh. Mindset lang yan. One thing that was going for us was when we were working with our clients and producing the work, it's a bonus pa sa kanila na, uy, ang ganda naman, beach, tapos sobrang maaaw, ang ganda ng scenery, kaka- greenery. kakaiba. So, para sa amin, sinulit na rin namin and I think it worked out well. I think the I think the work that we did, people were very happy mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. So, that uh, that went hand in hand. The work and the vacation part, I think we balanced that pretty well. Kailan pa ba tayo makakakuha ng picture with our branded content, tapos beach yung background mo, eh, no? Yeah. Kanda. And last things last, I think, like you said, because people may not have the same vision that we have when it comes to working during a vacation, do you think that we missed out on anything during this trip? What do you mean? Like, some people might say, parang bitin eh, like, hindi kayo nakapag enjoy till the fullest, like, puro kayo works and 70% work, like, hindi, hindi ba feeling mo nalugi ka? Ah! Kasi nagbayad ka ng ganitong price, tapos puro work lang ginawa mo. Yeah, um, I don't have that feeling. I think, I think uh, you're referring to FOMO. The fear of missing out, or the fear of missing out making sulit the vacation. But for me, I, I think I'm able to kind of focus on what is there and what I have. And you were able to enjoy everything that you wanted to. Yeah, I knew I had work, but that doesn't mean I get to completely not enjoy mm-hmm. the island. I still got to do that. And so what with whatever time and whatever facilities were available to me for me to enjoy, I was like, I will be happy with this. Because at yeah. the same time, I was working para mabawi rin yung cost, ma-offset rin yung cost. Yeah. So balance lang yan. For some people, they might be extremely unhappy working while being on vacation or working as much as we did. So like I said, you need to find your balance. Mm-hmm. So like 70-30, Bonizi and I, we came home refreshed. We came home motivated. Yeah, for the next day. For and the that's next what you shoot. want from a vacation. You want to recharge. So if for you, you need like a different split, maybe like 70% vacation, 30% work, or for some people out there, maybe 100% vacation, then that's okay. So you we're just, you. yeah, we just wanted to share this in, in hopes that maybe some people might resonate with it, or it might give others ideas to try out. Oh yeah, why don't I try out working during a vacation? Baka mas maging productive rin yun. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Hope you picked up a thing or two from us. And honestly, Fofo, I can't wait for our next trip. And I wonder where that's going to be. Subic. We're going to Subic. We're going to Subic. I don't know why Bonizi forgot that. No, I mean like, she be aside from Subic. Ah, okay. Alright, alright, alright. Just saying. <laughs> So the people of Subic, see you guys soon. All right, and that's it for hashtag Behind Relationship Goals. Don't forget you can email us at behindrelationshipgoals at gmail.com. And super thank you guys for all the comments. And we saw all the tags that you guys put for Spotify if we were your number one podcast. Oh yeah, oh my if God, we were thank a podcast you so that you guys listen to. We love you guys so much. Yeah, and with that, <laughs> and with that, you can check us out on Spotify. If you want to see our lovely faces, you can check it out. Check us out on YouTube as well. Well, do subscribe or follow on Spotify or YouTube, please. And yeah, that brings us to the end of the podcast. I am Fofo. And I'm Bowen. See you guys in the next episode. Bye. Boy. Na touch talaga ako.